Episode 188 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. This week, we've blessed you with Tom's presence once again. He's been on a several-week hiatus, but he's back. Uh, he's been doing a lot of work out at the farm, getting married, all sorts of fun stuff, and then the honeymoon. Uh, so he's back. I hope you guys are glad that he's back. We know. We are. Um, so first half of the episode, just going to let you guys know about 15 minutes or so is just us talking about the White Cat Palooza that we do every single year. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, it's an excuse to get all your friends and family together and eat some great food, have some beers, play some games. Everybody camps out. Um, if you guys are local to our area, you know, and we know you a little bit, you know, hook, hit me up. Maybe you guys can stop out, share a beer with us. It'd be a great time. Um, but after that, you know, if you're not interested in that, hit about 15 minutes or so into the podcast and we jump into the meat of it. And that is Tom's fishing trip that he did um, while he was on his honeymoon. He went out uh, into the ocean and hit one of like a lot of people's ocean fishing bucket list um, fishing or fishing trips, if you will. Um, so stay tuned for that. We hope you guys have a good time listening to this episode. I'm going to quit rambling and let's get tuned into this week's episode. truck and when i slammed the door i heard gobbles all around me alaska moose spot and sock that is the bucket list i agree What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another installment of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. I'll be your main host tonight, Tom. I got Nick and Frank sitting in the studio with me. It's about time you show back up. Yeah, I don't know where you earned the title main host after being gone for like a month. Well, I figured since he hasn't been around in so long, the next we're, we're going to make it a long one. The next two hours is just going to be Tom talking about whatever he wants. I think if and you I, went... You and I will just say nothing. If we went back into all like 186 episodes before this, we might have 12 or two hours of audio of Tom talking. That's probably right. That is not true. I think maybe besides like episode six where you got really drunk. He was so drunk that episode. Oh, those were the days. I used to get real <laughs> drunk for the podcast. It's <laughs> the only way we'd get you to talk. It was a tradition. Yeah, a tradition well, like none other. That's what they say. Don't but say those words. Those anytime words. you want Tom to get drunk, you just got to say a tradition like none other. Yeah, it's, that's bad news. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But another thing we have, this is, is this the first time we've had a live audience at the podcast? No. Uh, I don't think so. No, that episode that he was just referring to that you got really drunk at, there were a lot of people coming and going in the house that night. I'm like actually sitting in with the in full intent purpose of just watching the podcast. I don't think so. This may no. be our first like official we have yeah. an audience. And it's Ben Flack. Yeah. Right? He's just Jay chilling over there. Just Jay chilling. 
I don't think he hasn't been on the show. No, he hasn't. I don't think he wants to be. But he's a longtime follower. Been First time listener. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, maybe we'll just we'll refer to him as like the intern or something. Yeah. Get but, him, uh, maybe I can get him to run the uh, the audio for there us. There you go. You know, like Joe Rogan periodically like talks to the guy that runs the computer on his podcast. It's not really yeah. like on the podcast, I, but once in a while they talk to him. Yeah, I love um, Two Bears, One Cave, how their guy that does it every once in a while, like when they say something like totally out of pocket, you can hear him laughing in the background <laughs> and it, absolutely love it. So Nick, why don't you let the crowd know what we're listening or what we're talking about? Today? You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors <laughs> podcast. Um what, what did you? What was your question? What we're going to be discussing this evening? Oh, uh, this week. Be, by the time this launches, um, it'll be the week of the fourth annual White Cat Palooza. So, big deal. It's a great time. Um, I mean, it's just. I don't. We've done an episode or two before on the Palooza, but it just keeps growing. Yeah, um, it's a good time. The uh, the original idea behind. The White Cat Palooza started off as like a small group of people that wanted to just camp for a weekend. Yeah, and then the first year I think we had maybe fifty people, and then the second year we had you know maybe seventy five ish, and then last year we topped out at over a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I just, bet if you count like everybody like coming and going at different times, there was probably over one hundred and fifty people that showed up at one point. Yeah, and the beauty of it is it doesn't really matter what time a day you show up Saturday, the party's going. Yeah. Because especially like last year was the first year I actually started Friday night. Yeah. Uh, I went just because I have to get the smoker going so early, it was just made more sense to just sleep mm-hmm. out there. Um I'll probably do that this year instead of showing up at 3 like I usually do. I'll probably get there around midnight. Yeah, what's kind of nice is just get up there late and then what I did is um set an alarm when I woke up to that alarm, I just went out and turned my smoker on. Mm-hmm. Went back to bed until you got there and then loaded. So then, because my smoker, it's pretty big and takes about an hour, depending on weather, um, to get it heated up. Yeah. But, uh, so Tom, what did, I guess, what is the White Cat Palooza? What does it represent? A good fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, family, unity, friendship. I don't see it's a you, tradition like none other. Yeah, you kind of just threw that at me at no time. You're supposed to, yeah, but you've been doing this the fourth year. You don't know what it's about? I, having a good time, getting drunk with your friends. That's really... Cornhole, good That's food. a perfect answer. Very little outdoors. I mean, we talk about a little bit of hunting here and there. But the whole party is outdoors. Yeah, we are Port outside. Port-a-party and all. Yeah, outside the whole time. That is a good point. Did you what? get a port-a-party? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I were, I'm actually... More on top of things for this one than I've ever been. Other than the koozies. Well, well even, even the koozies, even the koozies, I did really good. Um, so that's another thing. Uh, complimentary, you show up, free koozie to the first seventy-five people. So that's it's become a bit of a collector's item. It is um, because every year they're different, and I know I don't even know if I have a full. You know what set. we should do? I do have all of them. What? We should sell them as merch for like the out of towners that listen to the podcast but can't make it to the Palooza. If you want to feel like you were there, I feel like it. I I'm That's fine with you had to be there. I'm things. fine with doing koozies, you know, as merch. But the, these are collectors' items, and yeah. I think maybe at the fifth year we could maybe open it up to like out of towners if we wanted to. I feel like it's already open to out of towners. Pretty much anybody can show up whenever they want. That's true. Um, I know we got a couple listeners that aren't too far away. Um, 
So if you guys, so you're saying it is open to out of towners for sure. I mean, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a background check on you. Um, But most, like, basically, the guys that are listening week in week out that interact with me all the time, I know are good people. You know, if there's somebody that has been silently listening and you know doesn't interact with us, then I would be a little bit more reserved. Um, You don't appreciate our fans. No, I appreciate every single one of them. (laughs) But it's just you got to get to know people. Um, so what I'm getting at is this is every year. So if you're like, hey, White Cat Palooza sounds like a good time. Start leaving it in the comments and all <laughs> of a sudden. Tom's never once told anyone to do that. No, not at all. Actually, one of our um, good buddies, which we need to get on here. Actually, Yeah, we actually had him on, Jacob Gaffner. Yeah, um, he's yeah, been on twice. A couple times, yeah, for snake hunting. Um, then, know, is it, was it twice? Yeah, twice. He was on. I know at least he was on once snake for... Snake hunting and making his lures. Yeah. Yes. Um, but... I mean, I I met him through friends and stuff, but he was listening to the podcast before I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And now he came out to the Palooza last year, had a good time. Um, I haven't got confirmation if he's coming this year, but I reached out to him and said, hey. He'll be there. So it was a good time. Um, you know, and we, we still hold true to the whole camping side of it. We encourage everybody that comes out to bring a tent and just stay. It's just, it makes it safer for everybody because there's just a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. And... Even if you're not into drinking, there's games going on all the time. There's yeah. good music going. There's phenomenal food. Yeah, lots um, and lots of food. Yeah, and it's this is above you know a burgers and dogs uh, oh, yeah. kind of picnic. Um, we've, we're running multiple smokers all day. Um, if we're lucky, Tom fries up some fish, blackens some fish. Um, usually after he gets tuned up a little bit. That's yeah, it's usually, usually a late-night snack. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be that late for me to be tuned out. It could be like <laughs> two, three in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah, it's usually the party. I don't think officially usually starts until like four. Yeah, but um, we're all usually tuned up by about noon. Yeah, I know. Last, last year, you and I were tuned up by ten. It was it was bad. <laughs> I was. Hey, oh Wilbur yes. Corn. Yep. Thank, thank you. you. The, see, this yeah, is why we ben, need a live audience. Yeah. Throw suggestions at us yeah. from afar. Uh, yeah, there is going to be some delicious locally raised sweet corn. Um, you gotta love it. I tell we you, we do what. this tradition where we share cobs with everybody. It's great. People <laughs> seem to love it. <laughs> take Kinda, a bite off of your cob. Take a bite off your buddies. He takes a bite off. You got to be careful saying that. That sounds like this is like a pride <laughs> event or something. No, I'm just letting the people know how it goes. You don't have to share cobs. There's plenty to go around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can keep your cob to yourself if you'd like. Um, but you're also welcome to share, like Tom said. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going haywire real fast. Good thing uh, Ben brought up the corn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's a great time. Like, I, I know it's it's funny because the first year I did corn, and I I wasn't a salesman back then. The corn was a but, big joke the first year because we didn't have it until, like, 10 o'clock. In the morning. No, it was, like, 10 o'clock I started the boil. Yeah. Um, and, like I said, I wasn't a salesman at the time, but I was forcing corn out. I mean, I was... Uh, well, you bought like what? Freaking six bags? No, I bought two bags. So that's six, or no, that's 10 dozen years of corn. Yeah, about enough for everybody to have six pieces. <laughs> yeah, because the first year there's only like 50 people. By that yeah. time at 10 o'clock, there was probably 30 people. Yeah. And I had like 120 years of corn to cook. <laughs> and I went through quite quite a bit. Um, there was a lot of corn to be eaten. Um, and I just keep the tradition, I always get 10 dozen. So like... Yeah, I think last year I did do it a little bit earlier, 
So yeah. like people could have it at dinner. Um, makes way more sense, um, but it's less fun. You much know, less fun. You could do one bag at dinner and then one bag at 10 o'clock at night. That's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. I'm actually, I'm thinking instead of boiling it, um, my dad's got a huge grill. And I think grilled corn's amazing. I like, you could, I mean, you could do both. It's not. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the grilled corn going. will go way faster than boiling three or four at a time. Because that was the other problem I run into is I had a massive line. Remember, like there it's was a. you kept telling people to come get corn when it wasn't ready. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, that could be. Uh, I think that was, I drank a lot of homemade wine and whiskey that day. It was probably oh. some vodka. I don't, I don't know. There was just pretty much, and Tom actually one year had uh, like a 1.75 liter of Jaeger with a hand pump. Um, that was a good time. That got a little out of hand, but it's good stuff. But that's why everybody stays. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's a great time. Um, there's cornhole. There's can jam. There's cornhole. <laughs> Plenty of drinking games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beer pong always gets brought giant out. Giant Jenga Connect 4. Did we do Giant Jenga? No, it's coming this year. Oh. I already made arrangements. Don't <laughs> what about Connect 4? I made arrangements for that, too. So you got, you got like, a Connect 4 guy? He's a married man now. He's got to get you all that connections. stuff in order. You got a guy for everything, huh? Yeah. Actually... I can't believe we didn't do this. Tom, this is your first time back on the podcast yeah, being I was a married kinda, man. It, Tom, you're yeah. married. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> but just so this podcast isn't totally like not outdoors, could I share what I was doing while Oh I yeah, away? I forgot you like the I went on a some ocean fun stuff. fishing trip. Nick yeah, we'll have to put that well, in the disclaimer in so, the beginning that if they stick halfway through the episode, they can hear some cool stuff. Uh yeah, like jump to like 15 minutes in, all should be good from there. Um, no, I mean, I guess we'll Nick's wrap. like we're not talking about Well, that. no, I want to talk about it, but I just want to make sure we've kind of wrapped up the Palooza. And I think... Does anyone want another beer while you're no, doing I'm that? good. I'm saving a Hogan lager. Get some for the audience, would you? There you go. Get the applause. You're going to have to work on clapping faster so it sounds like there's more of you. That didn't sound like clapping, Tom. That sounded like you were playing with your cob. Oh. Um, Bob, I like that. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for the Palooza. It's we actually I talked we ran the smokers and stuff, but um, why don't you tell them what you're running through the smoker, Frank? I'm going to let you start since you're halfway in the middle of drinking a beer. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I always do. The first year I did two pork butts, and then party got bigger, so I do four pork butts now. So. Lots Are you considering doing more this year? You think I should? I can't. I mean, I, it, pork, I could, I pork freezes good. Yeah. And we've always, we've never run out of food during like dinner time. Yeah, it's usually drunk. But by, drunks at but two by in the 4 a.m., yeah. like cause this party usually will, so there's going to be at least one person still up four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's usually more than just one. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the evening, like into four in the morning, yeah. by then the food's gone. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious, like, if you were thinking... Yeah, I can do six. I mean, I if your smoker can fit it, then I would say... I can get another smoker. My, mine will only do four. Yeah, so yeah. Tom can bring his. We can throw... Fuck, we can do it. Do you want to hang out in the smoker's tent? Yeah, it's a pretty good time, more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah we have the smoker's tent set up. Um, it actually becomes quite the hangout for a lot of people. Because, like, you and me, like, while the smoking's going on, are 
pretty well like that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, but it, like, and I think for that reason, one, there's a pretty good s- selection of alcohol right at the smoker's tent. Yeah. Um, I might just chain smoke cigarettes too to really make it I'm a smoker's tent. I'm ripping cigs all day. <laughs> Non-stop cigs. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, I, I will not participate in that, but... I think I might just smoke cloves all day under the tent. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> or maybe American Spirit or something that smells really, really good. That's a good idea. That's a joke. They smell. I've had a pack of Marlboro Lights for about two months. I think I've smoked like six cigarettes out of it, so I still got... Better go buy two more packs and no. smoke all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Frank's doing pork butts. Um, I traditionally have done turkeys. I think the first year I did two turkeys. And then every year since I've done four, mm-hmm. um, which makes me do two runs because the turkeys don't take nearly as long as the pork butts. Yeah. But when I do two runs, they end up finishing out at about the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the other thing... I want to do this year, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, but remember how we? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Remember how we used to do smoke breaks during the podcast? This yeah. Is, this episode is just like one big smoke break. Yeah, we should consider bringing that back. It's not a bad idea. I think it was a big hit with the listeners. Leave it in the comments if you like. Back, smoke back, I, if, back then, when we were doing smoke breaks, if there's anybody, this I truly do want you to reach out and leave it in the comments or message us. <laughs> if you've been listening long enough to remember smoke breaks. Please let me know because I would love to know if there's anybody that listened to the shit show that we were <laughs> continue on this, whatever this is now. Um, like yeah. if, if we were able to captivate you that early on that you're still listening, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> See why you are the way you are. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm doing the turkeys and then the chicharron. Don't, I was don't. Fucking say chicharron one more time. I've heard it enough. Today. That's the only time I'm going to say it on the podcast. But this pork product that I'm going <laughs> to be con- to make, I, I, I can't say it. Chicharron. You didn't say Tom couldn't say it. Yeah, you're right. Um, but apparently, I also learned today that that's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm actually doing a hybrid of something. Um, this pork product will be a pork belly with the skin left on. So it'll basically be burnt ends with a crispy, crunchy shell on the outside it's going to be delicious and it's going to be done as a late night snack um so that's going to be delicious i hope i've never done one before so that's why it's not going to be part of a main course if it turns out like garbage drunk people still love it yeah Um, i've done plenty of burn ends before and they've always turned out really really good Mm -hmm. um so i'm confident that it's going to be good but just in case didn't want to risk it what tom you got you got that look on your face like something stupid's about to come out of your mouth (laughs) No, just the way you said that, it sounded like you were Donald Trump. It's going to be delicious. People are going to love it. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest of all, if not the greatest definitely the greatest. chicharron in the history of chicharrones probably ever. Yeah. Just made me chuckle. It'd be wild if he showed up. I don't think he's going <laughs> to. No. Uh, but then also on top of that, Frank and I make our own sauces, homemade, for all of the meats. Yeah. And then I do have to give credit to the ladies. Um, my fiance, Tom's wife, um, our lovely audience's girlfriend, and a lot of a lot of the women that um, and are, are in our lives all put in a ton of extra work to make sure that there is sides because if they didn't, it would just be a big meat fest. Hey. 
Um, There's nothing wrong with that. So, but we do appreciate them. Yeah, I I appreciate it a lot because the sides are also a huge hit, mm-hmm. and everybody like it. And it's not just like your standard, you know, Stouffer's mac and cheese. Like everything that's there is homemade. Um, it, it's great. Yeah. So you love to see it. If you're interested, shoot us a message, and uh, I'll get you the deets. Yeah. Um, but moving on, let's get a little bit into some. Tom fishing just has outdoors. to talk about the outdoors on this podcast yeah. for some reason. Well, yeah. We do bring our listeners to the table while we talk about the outdoors. Yeah. So we, we definitely didn't give you a proper congratulations, Tom. Before When you were off of a couple weeks, we mentioned that you were getting married. And, you know, and we ripped on you a lot because we knew you wouldn't listen. Yeah, we made fun of you. I have not listened to one episode ever. Yeah. But we did. We, we tore you down a little bit, but we did build you back up and... Congratulations. How any healthy yeah. relationship should go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not true. We are <laughs> we are very happy, very excited for you, and congratulations on your marriage, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Tom, after the marriage. So after the marriage, went down to Clearwater, Florida on a little honeymoon. And halfway through that honeymoon, we made a trip down to Naples, Florida, which is on the, not like the southern tip, but very far south side of Florida on the Gulf side. Mm-hmm. And we hooked up with this guy, Captain Edwin, awesome captain. And we went 15 miles off the coast. Thank hey, you. Hey, Ben, why don't you shut your phone off? I guess we didn't make the announcement to our audience to please silence their phones. <laughs> but. That's all right. Yeah. So Captain Edwin took you guys Yeah, out. took us 15 miles out. And we fished on this, basically it was a man-made reef. Um, this giant ship came out with a bunch of old school buses and sunk the school buses just to build. Isn't this... it nice to know that we just dump our trash in the ocean to build well, habitat? But that, they properly take care of it. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not like, like they were full, full of oil. oil. They didn't just drive them up onto the, a barge and then dump them off. That's it not... was... For the purpose of creating habitat so little fish can hide. Yeah, they gut the buses. They do stuff like that all Yeah, the they do sh- shipwrecks. Well, and I know. We used to do coral the, reefs. And yeah, we went and fished for sharks off that old bridge that they dumped in there. Then why are you talking shit? I just, I'm just trying to help, dude. I just like talking shit sometimes. <laughs> anyway, and we get out there, and we, just, we were just bottom fishing, and we were using shrimp for bait, and... The rods we were using were a little bit beefier than what you would use, like, to catch a bass up mm-hmm. here. A little bit bigger than that. So you're basically like walleye fishing. Kind yeah, of. they're kind of like walleye-sized rod. And we were using shrimp. And I don't know if you guys ever used shrimp before, but it does not stay on the hook very well. And so for, like, the first 10, 15 minutes, you, I mean... You would drop down, and as soon as your bait hit the bottom, you would get hits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, you'd set the hook and reel up, and you just had a clean hook. And I think a lot of times what was happening is they were ripping it off on the way, on down. The way down. So we did that for 15 minutes and just kept getting robbed, kept, kept, kept getting robbed. So we switched over to uh, squid. And if you ever use squid, you can't get that shit off the hook. It's like maggots. Yeah. It doesn't come off. Yeah. It's uh it's on there for good. And we started 
really getting into these lane snappers. And I don't really know much about them, but I don't know how big the ones we were catching were. The ones we were catching were legal to keep, and they were probably 18 to 22 inches. Um, really cool fish. They, they're all red, and then they have like yellow stripes down the side. And we caught a handful of those, and then we caught these fish called jacks. And we put the jacks in the live well, and we were using them for bait. And after we caught our fill of lane snappers, enough for me and Carly to have a good meal, our captain asked, he said, you guys want to catch some big fish now? I'm like, duh, absolutely. So he breaks out this other rod, and I've never seen a fishing pole like this before. It was like, I don't know, maybe four or five feet long, but like... Short rod. Yeah, short rod. Real real rod. Really girthy. Yeah, very girthy. And it had a reel about the size of half a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that depend on, like, the size of the, the full There's loaf? a regular loaf that you'd buy at the store, Nick. Don't think too much about it. <laughs> like a baguette kind of loaf? Yeah, sure. Like a Wonder Bread loaf. Tom doesn't know what a baguette is. No. <laughs> Take a Wonder Bread loaf, half of that. Well, the, you guys can't Like the see long this, way or the fat way? About. <laughs> and... Um, We'd hook one of these jacks. I, I, I do have a question. Were you using the jacks live? Or yes, did you live. kill them and no, cut them up? Okay. Using them live. Okay. Now, does that hurt the fish? No, not at all. The fish are cold blooded, so they can't feel pain. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to ask a scientist that one, but continue. Um, apparently, they will only eat the fish we were after. We'll get there in a minute. The fish we were after would only eat live bait they want to see it swimming like you can't like we weren't catching them when we were dropping big chunks of squid they're down not there. scavengers they want yeah. they want the chase yeah so we break out this big rod and hook one of those jacks on drop it down to the bottom and he's like sometimes they hit right away sometimes you'll be down there for like two minutes and so i drop down and i hit the bottom and you know you once you hit the bottom you give it a couple cranks well in my couple of cranks my rod tip just like smacks the water he's like oh we got one we got one so he's like you might want to set the hook like three or four times so set the hook give it a couple cranks set it again couple cranks set it and it just starts screaming line and what i was at this point did did you know what you were fishing for yeah okay so I'll, i'll say it now we were catching goliath groupers wild I would love, that's like one of my, like tarpon and goliath grouper are top of my list for fish to catch. It is by far the hardest fighting fish I have ever caught. And the more than your that, tuna? Huh? More than the tuna? Oh, way more than the tuna. But the tuna fights longer. Yeah, tuna fights all the way until it gets a gaff in its head. Yeah. <laughs> like, it. I'm telling, like... I was only, I didn't get to fight a tuna when we were out. I was, I say only got to catch a marlin. Like, it's still badass. <laughs> like, it was, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm like over here, woe was me. I only got to catch a marlin. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get to experience the fight of the tuna. But knowing that, they, I mean, they are thrashing the entire time and watching Tom and Luke fight them. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it is from the time they hit the bait to the time you get it in the boat. It is fighting. They're going hard. Yeah. Um, but we had the option. You could either lock the pole into the side of the boat 
and just crank, or he's like, if you put wanna, your big boy pants on. Yeah, and hold the rod. I'm like, well, yeah, I want to see I'm what this fish is. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna gonna see what this fish it. is made of. So I took the end of the rod and tucked it under my armpit, and it was just cranking. And for like the first few minutes, you're just reeling as fast as you can, trying to keep up with the drag that he's ripping out. <laughs> and they tire a little bit, and then you really start fighting the fish, and you. Reel for a little bit, and then he'll scream back down to the bottom. Reel him back up, scream down to the bottom. But it's like the hardest fight of a fish I've ever had for like 10, 15 minutes. And then they just, they're like, I'm Dead weight to the top. Yeah, then they just come up to the top. And we hooked three of them. We caught three of them. I caught one. My wife, Carly, caught one. And the first, I caught the first one. Carly caught the second one. And she wanted to lock the pole into the boat and she just cranked away got the fish up and then the third one which is the biggest one i hooked into that one and i'm fighting it fighting it fighting it and carly wanted to see what What it was like was made of yeah so she grabbed the pole and kind of like stuck the end of the rod between her legs and was like fighting it out in front of her and i was actually holding the end uh, more like the middle of the pole just Mm -hmm. to make sure she didn't drop it in the ocean because i'm <laughs> sure it's probably a fifteen hundred dollar reel oh yeah. i bet you it's more yeah um so we got that one up and these goliath groupers you can't take them out of the water um but our captain said that the biggest one we caught was probably like 90 80 90 pounds which the crazy thing is with like how big this fish was like that's relatively small like that's a juvenile yeah goliath grouper get gigantic couple hundred pounds yeah I think they've been caught over six. Yeah, they're huge. Massive. Yeah, but they're, I don't even know. There's really, they're kind of shaped like a small mouth, mm-hmm. um, but I guess 80, 90, up to <laughs> 300, 400 pounds. So, and what are the... mouth is, you know, like I could have put my head in this fish's mouth. What kind of grouper are you eating then? Uh Red grouper. red grouper is like the main. That's like if you go to a restaurant and get a yeah. grouper. Yeah, because your, your buddy, um, help Clayton. me out, Clayton, mm-hmm. um, he brought it to camp. Yeah. Uh, and that fish was phenomenal. That yeah. was black grouper. Okay. Um, but there, there's a lot of different kinds of grouper. All grouper is delicious. Yeah, yeah, Clayton hooked us up with like, those things had to have been 18 to 20 ounce grouper steaks each. Yeah. I mean, it was the biggest piece of meat I've ever had on a plate. Yeah. If you ever get the chance to have... Did that sound sexual to you? A little bit. bit. If you ever get the chance to have grouper cheeks, do it. Have you? No. Oh. (laughs) Big cheek meat guy, though. Yeah. So, like, around here, like... Love me some cheek. The... You talk to these old-time walleye fishermen, and they're like, oh, you got to get the walleye cheeks. You got to get the walleye cheeks. Well, if you take the time to take the walleye cheek out, they're... A pain in the ass, and they're about the size of a quarter. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. They are good, though. But uh, these grouper cheeks, they're like the size of like your average like perch or walleye fillet. Yeah. So they're they're big. And it tastes just like the grouper, but it's like the consistency of like a scallop. Oh. Yeah. It, oh, I, yeah. I fuck with scallops a lot. Yeah. So they are dynamite. So if you ever get the opportunity to get grouper cheeks, I would get them. But while we're talking about food, just a little side note before we wrap things up. We caught our lane groupers or our lane snappers and 
after the fishing trip was done, we go back. Captain flays him up for us, and he tells us, "Hey, there's this restaurant down the road. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to like." Tom, you're talking like really fast. Are you getting nervous about this? No. <laughs> anyway, he tells us about this restaurant down the road where you bring in a cooler full of fish fillets and they'll cook them up. It's That's called, really cool. You cook it or you hook it, we cook it. That's what it is on the menu. And for one person, it's 10 bucks, And it comes with a side. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So for 20 bucks, Carly and I got all this fish cooked up. We each got a side. Got jalapeno encrusted and then some You can just tell them however you want it cooked. They have a bunch of different options. And I'm like, I don't want to do fried. I'm yeah. Try to get wild with it. Yeah. Well, and frying, like, obviously it tastes delicious, but you don't get to appreciate the flavor the, the, of the, the fish. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's nice. about it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Did you, uh, you feel like closing us out too on your first week no, back? No. No. You'll, you can handle it. <laughs> Opening that. was yeah. enough. Opening was enough? Yep. All right. Well, I guess then I'm going to be doing the honors there. Tom's about ready to get out of here. He took the headphones off. I am sweating. My yeah. house doesn't have AC, and we're in the upstairs, and you got heat rises. It's toasty. It's warm. Yeah. So on that note, it's hot out there, but uh, you guys all know what to do. Get outside. <laughs>